You're listening to the Between You and Me podcast, brought to you by JesusWire.com, with your host, Jessica Morris. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the brand new episode of Between You and Me, the podcast where music makers and creatives talk about the things that hurt, heal and change us in evangelical culture. My name is Jessica Morris. I am your host and a music journalist, and I am the one who fires questions at your favorite or soon to be favorite singer songwriters and tries to figure out what they're thinking. Today, we have a really special episode for you uh, because we have an artist you may not have heard of her before if you're deeply into christian music you pr- the only way you know jillian edwards is is through the fact that her father-in-law is stephen curtis chapman and her husband will is part of the band colony house uh but if you're more into like the indie scene from say like six or seven years ago you probably heard of jillian and her work as an independent singer-songwriter and her EPs like Galaxies and such, which she released in the early 2010s area. Gillian is back with her first EP of original recordings in about five or six years or so. And this is really cool, one, because in that time, Gillian uh, has not only continued to songwrite, she's had some commercial success and had some song placements, but she's also become a mother. So she's coming back with this really well-rounded, unique perspective uh, and that's really refined her craft and her identity and how she thinks and talks about God. So you will actually hear that in our conversation today. Gillian is so well articulated. Everything she says, there's such profound meaning and wisdom in it. So I think you will really like it. Um, alongside that, you will hear her new EP, Meadow, which is out today, and it is stunning. I asked if it was based on Psalm 23. I don't think it, it's not specifically based on it, but if you were looking for like an album of music to accompany Psalm 23 about the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, and all that beautiful stuff, this is the EP for you. It's an EP of comfort and hope and beauty, and um, it's got a really beautiful for lack of a better term, like anointing on it, that will just wash over you and help you to still, which honestly I think we all need at the moment in the current environment. For friends of the show, you will be well aware by now that before you hear my interview with Gillian and some of her EP, we will have a short bio just detailing the who, what, when, where, why 101 of Gillian Edwards so you can get an idea of how accomplished this woman really is. From there, we will jump straight into the interview. My friends, you will love this lady. Meet Gillian Edwards. It's tempting to say that singer-songwriter Gillian Edwards is a newcomer to the Christian music scene. An up-and-coming artist, if you will, who has blown people away with her peaceful, stirring vocals. And sure, her EP Meadow, which is out today, is her first Christian music release on her label The Deeply Co. But you can't recognise the artistry of Gillian without pausing to acknowledge her previous success as a musician in the mainstream music industry, both as a songwriter on TV shows like Nashville and as a music artist. So let's start at the beginning. Gillian Edwards was born and raised in Dallas, Texas. Her family was insatiably musical and she pursued a love of songwriting and performing while at Baylor University. Her first EP, Galaxies and Such, was released independently in 2009 while she was at college, gaining traction with fans who witnessed her live performances at coffee houses. It featured songs like Nonfiction Love Song, a synth indie folk tune that showed off her exceptional songwriting skills. In 2011, this was followed by Head First, which pushed her to number one on the iTunes singer-songwriter charts and reached number two on the Billboard Heat Seekers charts and six on the indie folk charts. As Gillian's repertoire built, so did her tour mates. Through the years, she has appeared alongside Chris August, Ben Rector, Daniela Mason and Josh Gorels. And after getting married to her husband, Will, they toured and performed for a short stint as The In-Laws. Eventually, as Gillian pursued her own career, this band would evolve to become Colony House, the successful rock folk band comprised of her husband, Will Chapman, his brother and friends. Known equally as well as the sons of Grammy award-winning Christian singer-songwriter Stephen Curtis Chapman. 
Gillian performed shows at places like Nashville's Iconist Bluebird Cafe and the Canary Ballroom, and her third release, Daydream, came out in 2014. It reached number one on the iTunes album charts and hit six on the Billboard Heat Seekers and Folk charts. Her EP, The Memories Followed, along with a Christmas album of the same year, and her track, All My Christmases, which has received more than one million streams on Spotify, was even featured on their Christmas pop playlist alongside artists like Ariana Grande. Gillian's music career only expanded as her songwriting skills were recognised on a wider commercial level, and soon she had songs picked up for shows like MTV's Catfish, Pretty Little Liars, The Fosters, Nashville and Grey's Anatomy. Around this time, she also started her own record label, The Deeply Co. And with a dedicated fan base, she then crowdfunded for a full-length album called Covers, 10 reimagined versions of some of her favourite songs written by other artists. That year, her track Magic with DJ Thomas Gold, where she was featured as a vocalist and co-writer, received over 1 million streams on Spotify, and the Covers album made the top 10 on the iTunes singer-songwriter charts. Life in the public eye slowed down for Gillian in 2017 and 18, when she gave birth to her little girl Willow Faye. Juggling motherhood and music, she continued to songwrite and occasionally perform, but it is only now, in May 2020, that Gillian is back with her first EP of original music in six years. Titled Meadow, it is her first release directed at the Christian market, although, as Gillian would point out, her music has always been written through a spiritual lens. An EP about healing and comfort, it features co-writes with David Leonard, Jordan Smith, Peter Gronwald, Josh Bronley, Tony Wood and Jesse Early. And it was produced by Lucas Morton and executive produced by her father-in-law, Stephen Curtis Chapman. I spoke to Gillian about how our story shapes us, how motherhood has refined her calling, and how to feed a God-given hunger for acceptance and approval when you are a people pleaser. I think you are going to absolutely adore Gillian. She's a gem. This is delightful and graceful Gillian Edwards. By the time we release this, I think Meadow will have just come out. Um, So congratulations on your your first EP of original material in quite a few years. Can you tell me what inspired it? Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm so grateful to say that the Lord really, I I always use the phrase, he scooted me up into this into so this place and this calling and specifically this record um because I've been making music and writing songs for a decade and living here in Nashville for that long and you know doing this this whole music thing for a little while and then um and then I became a mother well I got married eight years ago became a mother a couple of years ago and then um sort of had to redefine and um, refine and just pray through what music was going to look like, you know, as, as a mother and just sort of in these new life circumstances. And I'm so grateful that I feel like God really just gave me um, simple, simple directions, which was just plant seeds where you are. And, um, and these are the songs that I really feel like he gave me and, um, really gave me this desire to nourish, nourish his hungry children, which I am one of them. Um, so yeah, I, I'm hopeful for his purposes for this project. So as Sunday school answer as that is, <laughs> I really, no, it, it was a wonderful answer because it was so genuine. Um, and even having listened to just a bit of the EP, your tone and like your hopes for it match the sound and the heart of it. Oh, so it makes yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Like I, even though we just met, I feel like it's yeah they they match, and that's a really cool thing because it's like wow. um, people are meeting you through your music essentially, yeah. which is the goal, but uh, doesn't always happen. So yes, well, thank you. That is, I love that. That's wonderful. Um, what, hang on, this is probably a really difficult question, but what is your favorite track or most memorable track on the EP? Oh, that's a great question. You know, I feel like everybody says when you ask the question to a songwriter, what's their favorite song they've written? The the answer is always that the songs are like your kids and you can't pick a favorite. However, I can pick one that feels 
that I feel most at home in. Um, I feel most comfortable and most just purely myself in, and which is Meadow, the title track. Oh, yes. Um, I feel like just musically, lyrically, it's um, it just feels like I'm, I don't know, like I just woke up and started singing and playing guitar the first thing that came out. It kind of feels just like the the lifeblood of what I'm naturally drawn to as far as the movement of the melody and the the words and everything. I don't know if that makes sense at all, but that's yeah. the one that really feels like I could sing that song, you know, when I'm 90 and and just feel exactly like myself, if that makes any sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, was Meadow based on Psalm 23 or is it the whole EP based around Psalm 23? Oh, wow. I love that you picked up Psalm 23. It's, it's, it's not, um, um, directly, you know, I wasn't, picturing necessarily Mm -hmm. Psalm 23 for the whole album but as far as Psalm 23 feeling like um I picture a meadow in Psalm 23 you know the quiet streams and you know he lets me lay down in green pastures and um that is absolutely what I'm picturing when I say a meadow like a wide open space and meadow really is the word I chose for that image and also for just the all-encompassing secret place of abundance and rest that I have in the life of Christ within me. So the whole record um, does center around that secret quiet place um, that is the meadow of Psalm 23. Um, And, you know, there's, there's songs that, um, really are living in the moments of questions and, um, you know, when circumstances around us are unsteady and when things happen in life that are just really, really hard. Um, my, my hope is that it would be known that there's always the meadow. There's always the presence of God within us. Um, that enables us to have access to all peace at all times, no matter, you know, what we're facing and what darkness we're facing. Um, so I, I, what I didn't want it to appear was that, you know, the life of following Jesus and loving Jesus is all rainbows and butterflies. And there's, you know, it's only easy, smooth sailing because that's not true because, you know, in this, you know, we're told in this world we'll have trouble, but take heart. He's overcome the world or in this world, there will be trouble rather. Yeah. Um, so it's more that that meadow and that place of abundance and joy and hope is just always there. It's, we have access to it even when we're facing, you know, sorrow and all sorts of things that are hard. So your love is a meadow. I'm free to run around in. Barefoot on the soil, I'm feeling like a child again. What if there's nothing to be afraid of? You're closer than my blood What if you're in the lines on my hands I think your heart is beating in my chest And I need only to breathe in your love It's one thing, like, as growing up in the church, we... We learn, even whether it's Psalm 23 or just that I, the idea, the truth that that God, the Lord is our shepherd, and and he he takes care of us. But it's one thing to hear that, and another thing to actually experience it and live it as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, what, as far as you're comfortable, obviously, what 
has actually led you to an experience where now you can sort of say, no matter what I go through and what I have been through, I know that I have a safe place in God because not everyone has that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I'm so thankful. I have a, a vivid memory of being a maybe like preteen or early teenager in my childhood bedroom at home and just from a young age really having this unspeakable joy and this just being alone but knowing that I was with God and knowing just he just revealed to me his love and I I'm so thankful that my my parents you know showed that to me so early on and that um you know for whatever reason God just poured his grace over me like he does all of us when we um you know stumble into that faith of just believing you know taking him at his word and believing that he loves us so I feel like there's just this solid um foundation that um that I know he loves me and I know it's it's real. So I'm, you know, I don't have a, a story myself as far as, you know, I, I myself went through an extremely tragic thing or I myself, you know, walked through just a total disaster or just was blindsided by, you know, something horrific um it's more so that I just in the day-to-day life and in the path of my life um no matter no matter what I see around me and no matter where God brings me with the calling he's given me I I I know that I know that I know that he is is leading me through it all and guiding my every step. So, um, you know, I'm a little um, self-conscious isn't the right word, but um, about not necessarily having gone through something myself that has, you know, shaken me to the core of my being and, Um, but I do, um, I do feel like I've had the distinct privilege, um, of walking through grief, um, alongside people really close to me. So, um, I don't know if I'm making sense, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I'm I'm not sure why um why that that this is the way my story is because I even I, I feel like the enemy could even use that to me and manipulate my story, you know, in my own head that, you know, why should I be speaking up, you know? Not for a second. Oh, please know that. From like a complete random stranger on the other side of the world. <laughs> I think like we have and I'm speaking as a journalist now, we have this like a big idea of like big romanticized stories mm-hmm. and we love writing about them because people read them. But mm-hmm. if there's anything that in my short life that I've learned, it's like we all we all have something. And just because the whole world doesn't recognize it doesn't mean it's not significant and unique. Absolutely. And I think that you've offered something really sacred and precious in your EP and in your life. And no one else can do that. Thank you. Um, and the fact that, like, I can hear the love in your voice when you speak and when you speak about the people that you love um, and the fact that you actually allow that to ebb into your music and ebb into your life shows a great generosity to other people. Um, and I think that's that's quite rare 
I think it's it's one thing to like be like this is my story and I'm putting it on paper and it's another thing to be mm-hmm. like this is the fullness of my life and I'm offering it to people no matter what they think or what they say especially in Christian music so <laughs> I think um you can you can for what it's worth you can stand firm on that you've created something Thank beautiful you. Thank yeah. you so much. I, woo, I feel like I'm in counseling sorry. right now. You sound like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Sorry, I am I am so grateful. You have no idea how your your words are just balm to my little soul right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm serious. You are you are do you have any counseling background? <laughs> um well uh like twenty years of attending counseling, yes. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm pretty open about that. Um, so, and my, so my family, like I'm, I'm the only journalist in my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of my parents and my sister, sister are actually counsellors or social workers. So I, yeah, so I, I've sort of grown up in that. Um, yeah, I think. And was put, put in counselling very early on, so. Yes. Oh, I love counseling. I love it. Isn't it the okay? When I say it's the best, it's like it's life changing, but it really hurts at the time, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> well, I I do think you have a gifting there, my friend. <laughs> That's very kind of you. Thank you. So is it all right to let you take the floor? I don't want to sit on this throne anymore finally found my home here at your feet i lift my head and our eyes meet i expect you to look away find somebody better suited but you keep on looking at me all of a sudden i'm proud of the emptiness inside me proud of the way you fill me up all the better And now a quick break from our conversation to talk about one of our amazing sponsors. Do you create wedding videos, podcasts, ads, content, maybe even one of those slideshows while you're trying to move your church into the 21st century? Well, Soundstripe is the answer to all your problems. The ultimate music stock site made for video producers, they offer a great variety of high quality royalty free songs and have an unlimited licensing model. This is literally one of a kind in the industry. And that is because it was created by musicians. With a monthly or yearly fee, you have unlimited access to world-class music. We are talking composers like Aaron Sprinkle and Matt Winton. Every time you license a song through Soundstripe, the royalty goes straight back to the musician. With curator playlist, new music every week, and more than 30,000 special effects. This is the ultimate source of music for creatives. Trust me, I've been using this since day one with Between You and Me, and I can tell you that any background music you are hearing comes directly from Soundstripe. They are absolutely incredible. When you sign up for Soundstripe today, you can get 10% off using the code UMEPOD. That is soundstripe.com with the code UMEPOD. And now back to the show. One of the things that I saw on your Facebook page, I was just literally scrolling through this before a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. and you talked a little bit about um, the single Heaven's Eyes. Yes. And a little bit about how you have struggled with the need um, for like affirmation or being enough. Yes. Um, that's my s- summary of it, so please correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. Um, no, anyway, right. I saw... I saw that and I got it because I'm the same <laughs> and, um, and and I tend to lean on uh, anyone that I sort of deem with more authority to give me affirmation or safety and security um, and God's sort of like the he's there but it takes a lot for me to come to him and be like oh yeah you're the one can you tell me a little bit about about that song itself and the journey that you're on to sort of self-acceptance, but really like finding that worthiness in God? Of course. I love that question. And this is continued counseling. That is talked about. <laughs> I, again, am just so grateful that God has 
gently revealed to me this truth. Um, It's been clear to me for a long time that I'm a person who is hungry for approval, um, for validation, for affirmation, for affection, for love. There's so many words, so many names for this thing that I'm hungry for. And if I'm not intentional, um, then I am even subconsciously my human nature, um, seeks the satisfaction for that hunger in all the wrong places. Um, you know, whether it's success, whether it's mistakes, whether it's failures, whether it's, um, and what I mean by that is looking for approval in, or definition or identity in, oh, I had a successful something happen, that defines me. Or the next day, oh, I failed. I, you know, I reacted too quickly with, with my daughter, and I, I, I didn't speak kindly, or, or with my husband, and oh, I, I, I disappointed a friend. Well, those failures that defines me. That's who I am. Or, um, or just, you know, what you were saying of anyone who I deem having some sort of authority, um, which can be any person around me. <laughs> do they like me right now? You know, oh my I, gosh, what yes. I do to get them to to like me. Um and it's kind of just this subconscious like that's where I go with my my hunger. Um but thankfully the Lord I feel like revealed to me that you know it's easy for me to have to think that I should have shame for that hunger and like, oh, the problem is that I shouldn't be hungry for affection. I shouldn't care. Um, and I, I shouldn't be yearning for um, someone to define me and someone to tell me who I am. But actually, that's not the issue. The issue is not that I have this need for hunger or this hunger for affection and approval. The issue is where I go to get that need and that hunger satisfied. So it turns out whenever I take that need and that hunger to the feet of Jesus, to my Heavenly Father, it turns out it's like his favorite thing to give me approval. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so I just have to ask him, like, tell me, like, overwhelm my heart with how you love me so that I'm not distracted by all this other stuff and so that I'm not just yearning for identity and definition to be given to me by everything around me and people around me like just overwhelm my heart tell me again and again and again specifically like romance me like tell me how you love me so that my heart is fixated on you because then when my identity is filled up in him then I'm free to serve and to give and to love other people rather than like subconsciously begging them to tell me who I am. So that is a, that's not something for me that I understand in one instance and I ask God to do it one time and then I'm good. Like it's a, it's an every single day, hour by hour. Oh yeah renewed surrender to um to the lord and to to his approval of me by the power of jesus and his blood and what he did for me so that is a it's an ongoing uh choice to surrender to that so that is what heaven's eyes is about i'm standing under the waterfall of your approval and i find that I don't need anything else or anyone else but you. Your mercy is a song that I know by heart, but I forget the words the moment I start to trust anything else or anyone else but you.
about your music but this is your first quote unquote christian ep your first christian record yes Uh, is that correct yes ma'am perfect Mm -hmm. um and you so and you've released a lot of music in the last 10 years Mm -hmm. you've written for tv shows um Mm -hmm. what's what's the difference writing uh for a christian audience as opposed to like a secular audience is there any difference that's a wonderful question. Um, for me, you know, ever since I've started writing and recording music, it's always been through the lens of my faith, you know. So maybe now I'm, you know, as far as a label and a genre and the, a title for the category of my music, it, it's the first time that um, – Externally, it's called faith-based music, but, you know, I'm a faith-based person, so my my music has always been faith-based. Um, you know what I mean? Like, even the, yeah. in college, writing my, you know, you know, angsty breakup songs and, and my... Yes, and yes. My, uh, you know, normal things that 20-year-old girls write songs about. Um And, you know, then I'd also have, you know, songs that were prayers, like very obviously directly prayers to God and songs about um, insecurity and, you know, asking God to hold me up and, and help me in that. And so, you know, as an artist and a songwriter, that's, that's really been a freedom, I feel like. Um, I've always felt is God is bigger than a genre, you know, like he, I don't have to, I've never felt the need to have to call my music Christian music um, because I've always just expected and hoped that God's spirit would, would fill up my songs, no matter what they're about, no matter if they're love songs, relationship songs, or if they're prayers or scripture, um, I, I believe he gave me the calling to, uh, and he gave me delight in writing music and singing and using my voice. And so I've always just inherently um, believed that his spirit fills it all up. And he he is generous and gracious to accomplish his purposes in all of it. So, um, so the answer to your question is yes and no. I feel like (laughs) I'm, I'm still doing the same thing I've always done. Like my why for making music hasn't changed, but it has been refined. Um, I think, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about how, I became a mother in the last couple of years and that really um, gave me the opportunity to really force me to have to make some decisions about my time and my capacity for music. And because being a mother, you know, as it should, takes up so much energy and so much life and so much of my capacity as a human. Um, But I also knew that I'm called to do music and to write songs and share songs. Um, I, I feel like God walked me through choosing, you know, the, the amount I have left in me uh, 
to do this work um, and this joy of music, um, I had to make some choices as far as like, you know, my sister used this analogy that um, it's like if you're holding a, a damp, a wet washcloth and that washcloth, that towel is your whole calling of music. You know, she was helping me process this a few years ago. She said, if you, if you took both of your hands on that washcloth and you just wrung it out and just a few drops dripped down the center of that and, and those drops are the concentration of your calling. Those drops are just like maybe music is kind of the, the big idea, but she was like, what are those little concentrated drops that are just like, what, what is it exactly? And I feel like becoming a mother really wrung out and made clear from my calling in music what the really refined version of my calling is. Um, which is to nourish faith and to bring beauty and trust that God will accomplish his purposes in, in the hearers of the music. And, um, so I feel like now for the first time, you know, externally calling it Christian music and really volunteering myself to be in this category of, you know, Christian music. Uh, officially and on purpose and really really putting myself in that lane um, in a really intentional way um, for the first time where I've kind of always you know tiptoed around it but I've also kind of had these other lanes open and um, now for the first time I'm just sort of choosing this path and this genre and it's really given me a lot of freedom to just live my music calling within those concentrated drops. my mind when I was preparing for this interview uh, is that you choosing to be a part of the Christian music industry um, one super brave but two you actually have different family lines in it um, which could be awesome but could also I would anticipate at times be really tough because you sort of want to make your own individual mark and be like this is my music this is my story my my sound I'm not known as this person's like not my like as the wife or as like the daughter-in-law is there any challenge for you in instead of like trying to say no this is Gillian Edwards this is my stuff and I'm not defined by what's around me as much as I love it that's a great question I have just been so grateful that the timing of all of this as far as um you know, this is my first time to write and record a record that is in this Christian music space. And uh, my father-in-law is just, I just adore him. And he is, you know, has been a, a mentor for me in, in music stuff before I, you know, chose this sort of genre for this record and, and here on out. Um, and he has 
been really a huge help and really kind and speaking into and helping my my choices with this record and um so I you know and I don't know if you know but he um Papa Steve is what I call him uh, <laughs> Papa Steve um is a uh, part owner of like my management company so my management team is in partnership with him so we are we like actually work together um so good and, um it's just you know it's just such a good fit i can't imagine i can't imagine any other scenario where i felt so known and so understood and so supported in my work um so you know as far as there really there really isn't um a worry in me as far as wanting to you know not be known as my husband's wife or not be known as Papa Steve's daughter-in-law there's not I don't have that issue because it's just it's just who I am and I and I and I'm so grateful to be who I am and to be and to be Will's wife and to be Papa Steve's daughter-in-law and to be you know um in this family and you know in the same way that I'm that I'm so grateful to be my dad's daughter and my, my mom's daughter. And, you know, it's just, um, I I understand your question though. I just, I don't, I don't know. I think the Lord has just covered it totally. It's awesome. Covered it. So it just feels, uh, it's, it's helpful. It's good. Like I, I love, um, getting to talk about, about my father-in-law and my husband and it, it naturally is part of the conversation. Um, you know, as I've walked into this Christian music space and I love it. (laughs) So it's so good. Thanks. No, that's, that, it sounds really healthy. (laughs) It's, It's just something that I, I think I was talking to someone else the other day um, whose father was a Christian musician before she entered the industry and mm-hmm. it was I was like, is this an issue for you? And she was like, not, not really. Like I'm proud to be who I am. And I'm like, mm-hmm. makes sense. Like you've got a great family. Um, <laughs> so I really appreciate it. I, I know that um, that Steve also produced your album, didn't he? Um, Sorry, he EP. He is the executive producer. On there the we go. Yes. Yeah, so my yeah. my dear friend um, and very talented friend Lucas Morton produced my record and Papa Steve executive produced it. So he really spoke into the song choices and um, a lot of the, a lot of the choices within that. So yes, I had just an incredible uh, team around me with, with this record. So I, I couldn't be, couldn't be more thankful and couldn't have accomplished getting it done without them. <laughs> Running through the rain, the sky just fell down. You whisper my name, I hear it loud. Don't know where we are, don't know how this ends. But even in the dark, I'm leaning in. If the storm doesn't blow over, if the clouds never fall. This is where you can be trusted This is where you know the way This is the part where you carry me And I bury my face Deep into your shoulder And I just need to get closer You've already won my war And I'm the one you're fighting for This is where you can be trusted Okay, so my popcorn questions uh, say if a fan came up to you, they may ask you these, or they may just be questions I'm curious about that have no other place. So we'll see how we go. Okay. Um, 
So the first question, if you could duet with anybody on earth, who would it be and why? Wow. If I could duet with anybody on earth. Ooh. Um, since these are popcorn questions, I'm going to try and answer quickly without thinking too hard. Um, you can do it. Alison Krauss, uh, is one of my favorite voices of all time. And I would, I would probably freeze if I were singing a duet with her, but I'll still say Alison Krauss. (laughs) Yep. Good choice. Good choice. Um, now I know you are a twin. Um, yeah. which, which I noticed because I'm also a twin. So you I was like, are? oh, there we go. I am. So I've got a twin sister. I'm the younger one. Oh, I'm the yeah. younger one too. How many minutes? Two. Two. Oh, you beat me. I'm four minutes younger. Oh, wow. <laughs> your, your mama. Ooh, she was hanging in there. Oh, well, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know how our mums did it, honestly. Um, but we get even, so your twin is a brother, is your brother, right? Yes. So even though you guys are fraternal, I, I'm guessing that you may have had some weird twin questions or scenarios growing up purely uh-huh. because people like twins. Yeah. Um, can you recall like the weirdest situation or, or scenario that happened with you guys because you were twins? Oh, I love the twin questions and I love that you're a twin. Don't you just feel an immediate bond with other twins? Yes, because I get it. Yes. <laughs> yes. I just love it. I love being a twin. I love my brother. Um, My parents tell the story of when we were little bitty. I don't remember this, but they just said that we had our own language together. So before we were, you know, speaking English to our parents, um, we would just babble, babble, babble back and forth with each other. And it was just like we had our own world and understood each other. And um, so that's the first thing that came to mind. Um, That's adorable. (laughs) I love that. Yes. Pretty normal twin occurrence, I think. Yep. I don't know. So my twin is called Rachel. I don't know if we had a secret language, but we definitely just like made up games and spoke stories to each other the whole time. So we got to bed really late because we're just just playing with students. And that was all we did I love that. Um, my last question for you, mm-hmm. and we'll see how this one goes because it could be really easy or really hard. Um, if you could go back 10 years before you started recording or mm-hmm. sort of releasing your music to the world mm-hmm. in any capacity, mm-hmm. what would you say to yourself knowing what you know now? Ooh. I would say you have everything you need and at the right time you'll be given you know what you need for each season and for this season and for this moment you have exactly what you need so just plant seeds where you are and do what you can with what you have and enjoy it You are good when it's over, life giver, now and after death. You are good when air fills lungs, and when there's no more breath. I don't know the mystery of your ways. I don't know the purpose. have it I I love Jillian I felt like we were sitting down in a coffee shop talking to each other mainly because we were both like let's talk about therapy and our deepest fears and uh, I resonated with that so thank you Jillian I appreciate your honesty and your integrity uh, and your transparency you know something that I've learned 
and you guys would have heard it. You listened a few episodes back to my conversation with Ellie Limebear. I asked her about her family connection as well, because obviously Gillian is connected. Her husband is in a colony house and her father-in-law is Stephen Curtis Chapman. And Ellie Limebear, well, her father is Martin Smith of Delirious. And so the question I have said to both of them is like, like, how do you find and maintain your identity in Christian music? Knowing that like your family connections are so great and some people are going to define you by that. And you know what's really cool and something that I've learned is that it was a complete non-event for both of them. Like you heard what Jillian said then. She loves her family. It's like, a, this is just who I am and what I do and this is my music and that's my father-in-law. And um, I appreciated that because it, it was like, oh, I think I'm projecting my own like, the fact that I'm a twin and there have been times in my life where I've been like lumped into like a package. I think I've projected that onto some of my interviews. So it's been really cool to learn that while it's a valid question, in a really loving, healthy family environment, essentially it's a non-event because when artists like Gillian and Ellie are given the space to thrive and cultivate their own musical identity, uh, it's only a positive to have those connections. So um, that's something I learned and that was really cool. If you would like to pick up Gillian's EP Meadow, and honestly I don't know why you wouldn't at this point, go pick it up now on Apple iTunes and stream it on Spotify and do all those fun things. It's just, it's just beautiful. Um, it's also got really stunning artwork. I just, I just love it. I was even looking through the shop and browsing the merch the other day because there's like, there's t-shirts and there's, there's candles and there's posters. And I was like, I want them, but I need them to get them shipped from America to Australia. And how does that work during COVID-19? But it's all just, just really beautiful and really elegant. And I love it. You can connect with Gillian on social media and she will love it. Uh, she is on Instagram at Gillian underscore Edwards. That is Gillian with a J. You will find her on Facebook and Twitter at Gillian Edwards Music. And you can also just go directly to her website at GillianEdwards.com. Make sure that you go and show her some love and tell her how much you enjoyed the episode and the EP because it's really something special. And uh, I feel really privileged to have spoken with Gillian and to have heard her story there was just something so settling and calm and stable about her um and you don't you don't get that all the time it's just something really unique to her so the fact that I could even sense that in meeting her once through a computer was quite profound I think that says a lot about Gillian she is one of my new favorite musicians and so so happy to include her in the between you and me family so it is week 265 in isolation um things are opening up depending on what country and state you live in uh the world still feels like it's upside down for what it's worth and without any medical expertise uh this is my psa saying please stay safe please stay at home if you can and work from home if you can if you are in a country where you need to wear face masks, go wear those face masks. Australia doesn't have to, which is pretty amazing. Uh, but we are, depending what state you live in, we're still at home. We're allowed to leave for like five reasons. This week, we're allowed to have like five family or friends over. Um, I still haven't seen a great deal of people doing that because we're all really playing it safe. We really want to keep flattening this curve. Um it's weird and it's scary and, and you get people divided on it now because we've been in isolation for like two months. So you get some people being like, I just need to boost the economy, understandable, and other people being like, but what about health? And in the middle of it all, I'm just so aware that there are people doing it tough and that I have friends who have like chronic conditions or or like there are people who are pregnant and I'm like, I just don't want you to get sick. So I, I don't have any hard and fast advice. Please go to your local health authority for that advice. That is useful and smart. Um, but just be kind to one another. I know that's you guys, but just be kind. There's lots of differences of opinion at the moment. The main part is that we're nice to each other and that we continue to show how grateful we are to uh, the people who are giving advice and the people the people who are in our hospitals and our surgeries and the delivery people and even like I was watching TV the other day, the like the interpreters that do the sign language in Australia, we call that Auslan. Um, the postal delivery workers, all the nurses, anyone who was like, oh, the, let's talk about the cleaners for starters. Like 
how do you like uh, my anxiety is high enough as it is thank you for what you do um so let's just keep being thankful let's keep showing love let's if you pray or however you communicate that type of stuff keep praying let's just keep being thankful um life is really tough right now and i don't want to simplify it by just saying that statement i know that i can't understand or even fathom exactly what you're going through right now um but for what it's worth over distance over airwaves over the internet um I'm with you. We are with you. We are around this metaphorical table together, holding hands metaphorically, um, and and we'll get through this. Uh, so in the meantime, please just be nice to yourself. If you need an extra nap, if you need to go for a run, if whatever you need to do to take care of yourself at the moment, just please go and do it. And if you need some extra help, please ask for it. Uh, talk to a friend or family member that you trust called Lifeline. Uh, visit To Write Love on Her Arms. They have all the helplines and different places that you can connect with for help. Just go to tuoloha.com. Uh, that's T-W-L-O-H-A. Seriously, at the moment, mental health is up and down for all of us. Wherever we are at in life, we are all doing the best we can to cope. Um, and at the moment, we just need to lean on each other and know it's okay that if you are struggling right now, you're not alone. You're not the only one. We're right there with you. If you love today's episode, uh, would you please do me a favor? Would you please go to Apple iTunes and hit the podcast page on your phone and go and give us a star rating and leave a review? We would love that. I always say it, but it really does help people to find us. And I just really want to amplify the voices of these artists. I'm looking at getting uh, a new staff member on board very soon. So the team will be expanding. And I'm really hoping that that will really help to amplify these interviews and these stories and this incredible music even more. You can also go and rate and review us on Stitcher. I literally just found that out. So go and do that. And if you're on Spotify, go and hit like or follow so that you can get the new episode every time it lands in your inbox. At this stage, we are still doing every Friday because it's COVID. 19 and any content can be good content so if this is uh, giving you something to listen to and is reminding you you were not alone and is just transporting you for a short time an hour a week then I'm here for that and I'm grateful that we are in that together a reminder that you can contact me at Between You Me Pod on Instagram on Facebook and on Twitter yes we are back on Twitter and you can also find us on the web at betweenyouandmepod.com. I know it's big, but I didn't want to miss out on any of the words. You can find all our old episodes there, as well as details on how to contact me, on how to send through like requests to have an artist on, or suggestions, or topics, or feedback. Constructive feedback is good, not mean feedback. That would be great, thank you. And you can even get a link to our merch there. We have some really uh, cool logo merch going on, some like name t-shirts with like iconic Christian musicians on them, Australian and generic CCM. And we have some sort of tributes to iconic musicians like Amy Grant and Michael W. Smith because their 80s work and look is iconic and we just have to honour that. <laughs> that is all for this week, my friends. Thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up and thank you for being hopeful. I will see you next week with a brilliant episode where we talk all about one of my favourite topics, mental health. I will see you then. Here's to hope. Pack my bags and I walk on This was the time that I knew I should. There's a fear in every step And I still love where I just left Two mountains I'm caught in the middle Can't see the forest before the trees this time Breaks me a little, but the hope inside of me That this lonely valley leads To a bridge of a troubled dreams To a bridge of a troubled dreams my face 
This long